Country Radio, I'm Bo. And I'm John David. JD! Hey, Bo, good afternoon, man. Man, good afternoon to you, too, sir. <laughs> How are you doing today? I am doing great. Oh! I'm, do- I'm doing fantastic. Man, I-, I got a big smile on my face right now. Why? Because you and me are in God's city. <laughs> the, the one that maybe, well... It might be his city, but I think they forgot about it. No, man. <laughs> no. This is, we, we are in a glorious place right now. And of course, uh, listeners have put it together that uh, we are here in New Orleans, where we have been, uh, or New Orleans, New Orleans, if New you Orleans. will. New Orleans, yeah. And we have been uh, really just enjoying, like, hanging out, you know, good food, getting some, uh, yeah. you know, some really great time together. And I am so excited about this episode in particular. Because you and I, we're, we're doing a Squire Select episode. Right. And which, which is exciting anyway. Which is in its own right. That's exciting anyway. <laughs> but we're doing like a New Orleans themed Squire Select episode. Yeah. And we're doing something we've never done before. And I just I, I just think that's awesome. And yep. I'm, I'm really excited. It's, it's, a, it's a fun thing where the place you're in matches what you're like when you're... What, what am I trying to think? Like when, when you're when you're enjoying something that came from that place. Yeah, it's appropriate for that place because exactly. it's that's the source of it. Yeah, it's part of the history. It's part like you're you're living the story by consuming the product that came from that that specific spot. Well, and, it's like you know if the if the best crab is from Boston Harbor. Or sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know that, that. See, I probably just made a bunch of people angry because I assumed <laughs> the best crab is from Boston Harbor. I don't know where the best crab is from, but but you know, and you're eating it there. It's like, well, that that's that's probably the best you'll get. That's right. Yeah. And you feel like, all right, this is this is this is the premium. This is the premium right here. All right. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm I'm just I'm just super excited, man. We got we got a great show for folks today. First, gotta let them know that we would not be made possible if not for our good good supporters at patreon.com slash country squire radio. We got the International Pipe Club there, and uh, we would love to have you join. So again, that is yeah. patreon.com slash country squire radio. You know, I always wonder if for Squire Select episodes, if the listeners can tell that we've been pre-gaming. <laughs> sure, surely not. I don't know. I, I think, I, I mean, I feel pretty confident myself right now. Yeah. Y- you, on the other hand. Oh, I feel very confident. I mean, well, you feel con- con- <laughs> confident's not the thing I'm looking for. I, right, right, Yeah. Right. I, I think, yeah, you, you look kind of loose. Yeah, I'm feeling good, my friend. I'm feeling good. <laughs> Uh, For those who are not aware, Squire Select is something that takes us all the way back to the earliest days of Country Squire Radio, where we pair up pipe tobacco with various beverages. Now, it might not be beverages. It could be something else. But generally speaking, it's beverages. And generally speaking, it is a little bit of the brown water. That is the uh, the whiskey variety of water, the the water that's not water. Uh, Whiskey. (laughs) It's just whiskey. It's just whiskey. It's just whiskey. But today, that's not the case. That's not the case because we are going to be doing something a little bit different. We will be covering one specific whiskey, a rye specifically, but we will also, instead of doing another whiskey or another, you know, rye or something of that nature, we're also going to be doing a pipe tobacco cocktail pairing. Wow. Yes. Yeah. Now, I and I'll admit, man, part of this is because we're in New Orleans and yeah, the sure. cocktail we're going to cover, as with many cocktails, can trace its origins to New Orleans. And, and it seemed very appropriate. The other is because I'll just I'll just say it. I'm super jealous of the guys at the old fashioned finance podcast because those dudes can like talk about cocktails every single week. And I'm like, that's what they do. That's what they do. Yeah. Now, they give you financial advice, but who cares? They talk about cocktails <laughs> over there, man. Like it's, it's good stuff. 
And I'm uh, I'm super jealous. And then also I heard them talking about a Sazerac a while back. I'm like, I want to talk about. Yeah, a we're gonna have to do that. We gotta do that. Yeah, yeah. So we're 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 just ripping them off. Be sure to check them out. Um, but no, this is this is gonna be unique because aside from just a normal pipe tobacco pairing. You're going to have a beverage. Actually, one sitting right in front of us. Yep. We're about to talk about it. Talk about the uh, the the company, the history, the 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 beverage itself. Um, talk about the flavor, all that kind of good stuff. But after you have paired this beverage, we're going to add things to this beverage and see if that same pairing makes sense or if you can come up with a better one. Ooh. You know what I mean? Yeah. And this is tricky because you don't have a lot of experience. You're, you're not a cocktail drinker, right? I'm not. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I mean, I, I enjoy them and, you know, certainly, certainly do. But yeah, I, I tend to drink stuff just kind of straight or neat. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, that's uh, that's good. Well, that's, we'll, we'll start off that way and see where it goes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. First up, man, we, we are talking about Sazerac rye. Yeah. Now, let me just ask you this. How familiar are you at, with Sazerac rye? As, as a product. Yeah. I've gone through probably one bottle in my life. Yeah. Is that right? So, I mean, I've, I've had it before. I enjoyed it and, um, you know, familiar with it enough to be, uh, to be dangerous and certainly to pair it with, uh, with some good pipe tobacco. But yeah, this particular whiskey is interesting to me. It, it's almost like it was created, you know, the, 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 the cocktail itself predates the whiskey. Right. Right. Oh yeah. The, the, the whiskey, this is a modern invention that was almost like, okay, if we're going to use rye whiskey in a Sazerac cocktail, America's first cocktail, you know, if we're going to, if we're going to make, if we're, if, if it's supposed to use rye whiskey, let's make the perfect rye whiskey for that cocktail. Right. And that's what the folks at the Sazerac company tried to do. And, and you know, it's a tricky, it's a tricky ask, right? Sure. Because yeah. if you think rye whiskey and you think anywhere in America, you think rye whiskey or just whiskey in general. Right. Where are you thinking? Kentucky. Kentucky. Yeah. But if but, you're but, thinking. But, I mean, the, I mean uh, any whiskey, you know. And this you is. Think this, of t- that, Tennessee, Kentucky, exactly. Indiana, all that, that yes. area up there. Yeah. Bourbon, what, what have you. You think Kentucky. But if you're thinking Sazerac. Right. You're thinking. New Orleans. New Orleans. Right. So I am very proud about this company because they, their headquarters. It's funny because you start like doing the research. You're like, all right, Sazerac, right. I mean. Okay. All right. Well, Buffalo Trace Distillery. Oh, I love Buffalo Trace. Oh, this part of the same family. Fascinating. Right. Which is in Kentucky. But wait, they're owned by the Sazerac Company, which is headquartered in New Orleans. And the right. mayor needs to be specific. So like, they, you have this particular rye that was crafted with the, the Sazerac cocktail in mind, obviously, but it's just a really solid, good rye whiskey. That's all it is. And it's fantastic. That has its roots directly in Kentucky. Right. And New Orleans. So if you're right. looking for like that cosine quality. Cosine. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Like you've, yep. you can't get better than this right here. Yeah. It's like a, okay, you never saw a Game it's of a, Thrones. A double knighted. It's like it, a, it, someone that's been knighted by two kingdoms. Yeah. Right? Or, or even better, like if you have like, you know, the, the, the child of one kingdom and the child of another kingdom come together and they get married and now right. this is their child and it's like the king that of, of <laughs> two kingdoms. You know what I mean? Like it's, oh, that's great. That's essentially yeah. what we're dealing with with Sazer. Right, yeah, right. no, you're right, man, and yeah. it, it is it is a beautiful product, uh, really good. I mean, um, you know, this particular uh, whiskey uh, is made by Buffalo Trace, and you know, what's interesting about Buffalo Trace is in our part of the world, it's hard to get Buffalo Trace products. Now, I know if you go in a lot of cities, you can just walk into uh, any liquor store and find you know Buffalo Trace. That's not true, though. Houston is one of Weller. the fourth largest cities in America, and it's still kind of hard. Like, it's Can't I would find it. I would argue yeah. it's actually easier. 
I would actually argue it's easier in smaller towns yeah. where there's not as much demand. Stuff is not as picked over. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. Because you know what I mean? Yeah. We were just down at the corner store right here and they've got a pretty nice selection. That They had tons of buffalo trays. Yeah. Another ears. Yeah. I mean, I mean, like, it's a small shop that, you know, most people don't go in to buy liquor. They they're sold in. out of Crown. Well, the, yeah. Well, that, there is that. But <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see, you know, all the Jack Daniels was gone. But, right. but, but, you know, folks are going in that place for, you know, different things. Or, you know, and it's also kind of a grocery store. So they're going in there buying, you know, just whatever small items they need. But, um, you know, but you go to it, your liquor kind of, you know, cab you know warehouses where folks are going to to stock up on you know uh on this kind of stuff and it, right. it's, it's hard to find some buffalo trace products yeah. it really is and yeah. so uh all over the map whatever they are so i actually i remember when we did uh we did a squire select i think we were actually wanting to do it on buffalo trace but they were sold out so we had their eagle rye no it was eagle that, rare eagle rare which now right. is just as hard to find and honestly i mean this is me it's not that good when it comes like by comparison with Buffalo, in my opinion, right. buf, like Buffalo trace bourbon, I would actually say is better. You would actually prefer that. I yeah. would. And yeah. actually that's interesting. I would also, so get, I like the Eagle rare better, but I, I like both of them so much. And I see, mean, I know a lot of people are like yeah. that, but I just, I don't know. It doesn't do it for me. Like the, uh, like the classic, like Buffalo trace, but yep. you know what does do it for me? Sazerac rye. Sazerac rye. Man. <laughs> so let's talk about the bottle. We got a beautiful bottle here. You know, you think about like if you were uh, on a destitute on a on an island somewhere and you need to put a message in a bottle. Yeah. This is the bottle you would use right here. Yeah. No, you know that's what I mean? right. That classic long stem. The bottle itself has kind of that hexagon, uh, octagonal. What do you call that? Well, it's paneled. It It's paneled. It's a fluted it's a fluted glass. Right. So, so it has these panels on it. That's just very, it's very reminiscent of what you might think of in the 19th century American South. It's, it's just got that flair to it. That's uh that's elegant and understated and, and, and beautiful. It's just very nice. Everything about it has that, kind of romantic feel of a speakeasy like the 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 branding itself just the sazerac ride a little flair that's around but the fonts the way in which it just kind of is off to the side like that and it's funny because today when we think about speakeasies we think about like flair yeah but of course a classic speakeasy was like hidden you're right <laughs> you know I mean? like, no flair like right. we, we want to stay out of the uh out of the limelight right exactly and so it's <laughs> it's just very it's always very interesting to me that you also got the straight uh, uh rye whiskey it has the kind of the buffalo trace you know, at the at the bottom of their uh, whiskeys, they always have kind of just the this is what it is. And yeah. there's the two little lines going off to the side. Yeah. But the branding itself is it's very it's in your face. It stands out and it's making a declaration. It is. It, it, it is. It's saying I'm something important. You know, I can kind of stand on my own in that way. I, I want to read some of the you know descriptions of this. So from the actual Sazerac website, the one and only New Orleans original Sazerac rice symbolizes the culture and history of the Big Easy uh, in the 19th century, industrious farmers and distillers in the heartland of the United States barreled and shipped their rye whiskeys down the great Mississippi River to the bustling, growing city of New Orleans. These spicy and assertive spirits fueled the whiskey culture of New Orleans and established the first American cocktail, the Sazerac. And so it, it's interesting, even in its own essence, it's got that co-signing of the, um, you know, in, in its in its birth, the, um, you know, American heartland, and then also uh, down here in, uh, in the bayou. Yeah. So, yeah. And it's interesting, right? Because, you know, so you're calling your rye Sazerac, you've got the ties to New Orleans, you've got the ties to Kentucky, you've got all the things that you would need to have the a gumption to call yourself Sazerac. Yeah, you need to sure. use that name because obviously the name implies the cocktail. There's a lot of history around the cocktail. Yeah. But the rye itself, man, like uh, if you just kind of 
give a little, give a little swash, give it a little look. Any anything that you kind of note in terms of like the coloring and all that kind of good stuff? Yeah, I mean it has a, a soft amber color. This is mm. not a super you know when we've poured it in a glass here now in the you know in the <laughs> bottle it's a. <laughs> Should we just tell them we poured it in a champagne flute? There's a champagne flute. <laughs> where that, that's about all we've got access to <laughs> right now. But it's a, it's a crystal champagne flute. It is, so yeah. you know we're 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 happy to have it. Yeah. Um and and it, you know it's very appropriate anyway. Uh, you know it it has this kind of soft amber color that's very beautiful uh, in the bottle. It's a little darker but it has a has kind of a semi-sweet nose with just a little sting it's not particularly you know superlative or overwhelming as far as the as far as the you know it uh, doesn't punch you in the face the way that a rye typically does Mm -hmm. yeah at least well so in terms of like just the um as you say the nose i mean like you know you got this kind of clove bit of vanilla which is i mean like a lot of times if you're talking buffalo trace there's going to be some kind of hints of vanilla that's that's somewhere in there yeah Mm. I really want to drink it. Can we drink it? Yeah, let's drink <laughs> You're it. You're already drinking it. <laughs> I look over to you and say, hey, should we like, hey, his portion's half gone. <laughs> Cheers. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, I love the heat of a rye. And now you know it's a rye. Yeah. yeah. So it, it it does have a assertive spice to it, which, you know, for me is a very characteristic of my enjoyment of rye whiskeys. It's a bit aggressive. You know, it's one of those that you can tell, like, they went for, they went for heat and spice and bite you right. know and and they nailed it. it it's it's one of those um one of those where they just they wanted to be superlative in that area and they they've done it there's two specific flavor profiles that you find in this and i think it's appropriate given the fact that you know they they're trying to create a rye with the sazerac name on it and those two kind of flavor profiles is you have some citrus yeah you've got some licorice yeah and that's going to play a larger part into what we're going to talk about next but that's certainly here it's more subtle it's not like in your face or anything like that i think mm-hmm. the licorice is really more on the back end in terms of if if you're someone and, and rye is not a sippable like beverage for everybody i love it but not everybody likes to sip a rye yeah, it's almost like scotch it's a little polarizing right you know and and i think the there's a reason that Tennessee whiskey and bourbon sell so much better. Sure, it's just Smoother. because it's a little more palatable yeah. for a for a broader you know collection of people. Um, although rye, as we've talked about before, is becoming more popular. Yeah. it's something that folks uh, are starting to pine after more and more as uh, folks' palates are becoming a little more sophisticated. So there, there's enough dry sweetness in this whiskey to give the bourbon enthusiasts a little home plate or you know, start, you know what i mean like it, there's enough yeah. crossover there for it to be you know for the bourbon drinker to um to to come into this and and feel comfortable it's not an offensive rye from that no standpoint, no right? not yeah. at all yeah and uh as they say on their uh on their website i really like this it says it has a mellow spice that dances on the tongue giving pure delight that is worthy of the sazerac mm. so yeah, yeah and i'm and i'm with it i, I think it's a I think it's a good rye okay really. so this is this is where the rubber meets the road man so you've got you've got the beverage right here you've had your opportunity to kind of taste it to uh, swirl it around this is where the folks want to know man if you're sipping and again th- and we need to be clear here we're talking we're not talking <laughs> the cocktail yet that's about to happen right if you're sipping sazerac rye from our friends at uh, buffalo trace the straight whiskey yep. yeah where uh, i say our friends i would love buffalo trace call us yeah uh, no, right <laughs> <laughs> if if you are if you're enjoying you pay us in kind yeah if you're enjoying some sazerac rye from buffalo trace what would you recommend 
to uh, pair with that pipe tobacco wise. Yeah, I'm I'm looking for something that is going to counteract the sharpness of of the Sazerac rye. You know, it's a warm and strong flavor. It coats your palate really well. And so th- it's a bold whiskey. It's something that stands on its own uh, really well. It, it has, a um, you know, just a really good identity. It's semi-sweet. The sweetness is certainly behind some of the uh, the pleasant bite that's there. And so I'm wanting to amp up some of that, you know, natural sweetness, uh, nice tobacco flavor, something that's going to continue to coat your tongue, not really compete with that, but is going to lean in maybe a little more to the sweetness and and counteract some of that sharpness that might be for for some people a little just a little off-putting. Yeah. So, so I've I've picked an aromatic here that's widely available, although not as avail- not as available as some of its counterparts. And it's um it's a Lane product, and it's called RLP six. Uh, RLP six, oh. um, one of the best-selling tobaccos in America. Just huh. uh, not quite as popular as its uh, as its older brother One Q. But RLP six, it, it it it's similar to One Q, and then it has those notes of vanilla. It's soft, and it certainly you know loads easily and lights easily and all that kind of it's a great tobacco but it leans a little more into the cocoa and nougat area of part of the flavor wheel interesting yeah yeah, yeah. and 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 i appreciate that when it's you know coming to you know you're bringing something to the table that's uh strong and robust but you know has that edge to it has that sharpness to it and so you know for me the cocoa and the nougat provide a nice uh, tongue coating it also just has a nice rlp6 just has a nice kind of undertone of just tobacco flavor what we would consider a solid tobacco flavor and so that's still present in rlp6 where a lot of lanes aromatics you don't see that as much so so i, I appreciate that there and um and, and thought it paired uh thought it paired nicely yeah that's a that's a good pairing right there it's always interesting how you kind of assess the whiskey and whether or not you kind of rise to like meet it or challenge it. Well, and it's hard to know. Yeah, it, it, it's hard to know or compliment it or yeah, exactly or just totally be subservient to it. You know, yeah. um, it, it, I think there's um, yeah, and you know, you again very subjective. Your mileage may vary. Okay, <laughs> now we're gonna get crazy. I'm I'm curious. This is gonna be very interesting because we I don't think we've ever done this before, and it kind of puts you a little bit on the spot. I don't think we've paired a cocktail. No. And, and I, I, on top of that, like we're literally looking at one, like, well, the core ingredient of the cocktail, which is rye. And in this instance, specifically a rye that has the boldness to put the name of the cocktail in its name. So I think I can't think of a more appropriate, you know, beverage to attempt something like this with. I'm excited, man. So the Sazerac, the Sazerac, one of the most historied cocktails in America. It, it, it claims its birthplace in New Orleans because that's where it was born, you know, is, is, is accurate. However, there's still a lot of mythology and lore there is, that yeah. surrounds where, as with any cocktail and especially cocktails that come out of New Orleans, you've got so many different history, like hotels and bars and like, like cocktail establishments and gin joints and, and, and speakeasies back in the day. So many of them claim this cocktail and that cocktail originated here. Yeah. You could go around. It, it, you and I, I don't know if we'll have time while we're here this trip. I, I hope we do. We might pop into the carousel bar. Have you, have you been to the carousel bar? The, I've never been. No. The Monteleon, the Hotel Monteleon carousel bar. Like, I love that place, man. We um, Generally, for me, it's my go-to after a night of um, 
festivities. <laughs> They've got a fantastic Bloody Mary. I just, just so good. But the bar itself is a carousel. It like rotates around. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And uh, sometimes more often than not, you have to fight to get a seat there, especially yeah. around the holidays and, and that sort of thing when it's just like that hotel is like packed like crazy. Uh, but you, you can go in. They will claim that the Sazerac originated there. Right. Now, there are other folks that will tell you that back in the day in New Orleans, you had all these coffee shops. Right. Where, you know, quote unquote, and, and listener, hear, hear the quotations, coffee shop. <laughs> where you, you went and you didn't get coffee. You got cocktails. You got the booze. And that's where they're saying, like, and so there are locations around New Orleans that will claim that the Sazerac actually originated there. Now, the Sazerac actually claims a lot of different components to the cocktail itself that have a lot of lore and legacy around them as well. Right. So Peixot Bitters. Peixot Bitters was also created here in New Orleans. And I'm doing this for memory. So like if I'm, if I'm off on anything, somebody can by all means correct me. But if I'm not mistaken, the man that developed it, he was originally from Haiti. He actually uh, came to uh, New Orleans during the Haitian Rebellion. Uh, here, he created a couple of different, you know, kind of cocktail-related creations and curations. And Peixot Bitters, of course, has become one of the most popular and ongoing, you know, components to many cocktails and is a prominent component to the Sazerac. Yeah. That's that's one very important component. Yeah. Peixot Bitters is a, you know, you think about bitters in, in general, uh, you know, Agastarchera Bitters. <laughs> I, I got Augustus Sion bitters. Ag- Agatha, <laughs> Agatha Christie bitters. <laughs> we got Pacho right, okay? Ang- we're doing Ang- Angostura. Angostura, that's right. That's right. We're doing one bitters at a time. We'll get one of them right, and then somebody will write ah, in. the old Ag- Agatha Christie bitters. Yep. <laughs> Agatha Harkness. Anyway, uh, they, <laughs> you've got you've got that you kind of see in a lot of different cocktails. Yeah, yeah. You got orange bitters that pop that pop up in different cocktails. A lot of times you get orange orange bitters that actually pop up in clear liquor drinks like uh, gin cocktails and that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, bitters actually, there's a lot going on in bitters right now. You and I last night went to a a local restaurant here in New Orleans called St. John, which I highly recommend. And had cocktails that had tobacco bitters. Tobacco bitters. Yeah. And they were fantastic. I don't even know what that is. There's probably two two of the best cocktails we've ever had. It was really fantastic. I highly recommend it. For the Sazerac, Peixot bitters, absolutely like a critical component, yeah, sure. a, a main feature. So that's one thing. All right. You got, I'm, I'm trying to like paint this picture of this cocktail for you. So you got these different components, right? Then you've got absinthe. Now absinthe is very licorice Right. It is an, like we talk about how the, the Sazerac rye is not like offensive to the bourbon. Uh, uh, absinthe is offensive to everybody. <laughs> All right. Like absinthe is. It's, Some people just embrace it. <laughs> it's it's very, it's heavy licorice. It is, I you know, one of the things that uh, I love about it is it has a very potent smell. Yeah. That singes you to some extent. Like it, it both awakens and singes the nostrils at the same time in preparation to receive the rest of the the cocktail as a whole. <laughs> and uh, what they used to do back in the day when they were making a Sazerac cocktail is they would pour a bit of absinthe in a glass and they would actually toss it into the air, clap their hands and yell Sazerac. And actually, some of the bartenders in New Orleans, especially at the uh, the carousel, still do that. Still do that. Yeah. Uh, not everybody, because you know some people drop drop glasses. <laughs> that's not good. So you got the you got the absinthe, you got the pastel bitters, you got your rye, and then you've got a little bit of sugar. So simple syrup, like a simple syrup, simple syrup, something like that. Yeah. And then a very critical component as well is lemon. And what I mean by that is a lemon zest. Now it's not just there for the look. 
Yeah. You literally want to like twist and squeeze that zest so it sprays on top of the glass. And I've seen right. some folks, I do this myself, will take the zest and kind of fold it over the edge of the rim of the glass and yeah. kind of run it around. Kind of coat that almost yeah. like the salting of a margarita. Or exactly. Yeah. Not, not as, not as hard caked, but like really just making sure that you're getting that citrusy flavor Yeah, because yeah. that, that absinthe and the lemon together creates such a unique experience. Yeah. It's so weird to think of licorice lemon and this, this rye whiskey flavor. Yeah. You know? I mean, all, all that is just a concoction. That's it's, it's pretty, it's pretty, convoluted yeah but the way it comes together is amazing it's so good <laughs> well that's the thing because you have those scents that like really like kind of like again they, they kind of smack you in the face a little bit mm-hmm. and they kind of awaken your nose and when you now drink in the cocktail which is a very different flavor profile yeah than the lemon and the absinthe type of like smell right. and scent it's almost like the sum is greater than the part yeah well and that's the thing it, it opens it up it makes you experience the the cocktail in a whole other way that if you didn't have either of those I mean, you're just drinking whiskey. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it, yeah. it's something that really is yeah. a holistic experience. It's my absolute favorite cocktail. <laughs> it is. All right. I'm going to do, do a little bit of a twist into this as well. Okay. All right. For me, personally, when I make a Sazerac, which I do almost nightly, I love Sazerac, I do two parts rye, but I cut down on the simple syrup, and I actually do one part uh, cognac. Typically yeah. like an apple type of, you know, flavor profile in there, but like, so that the sweetness is actually coming from the cognac. It makes it a boozier drink yeah. and it is so good. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Yeah. So John David. With that in mind. With that in mind, <laughs> you got Sazerac rye, two part Sazerac rye. You got one port cognac. You got Peixot bitters, a little bit of sweetness. You got absinthe and you've got that citrusy, citrusy lemon twist at the end. Yeah. How are you going to pair that with what the pipe heck tobacco? do you do with that? Yeah, yeah. The, so this cocktail, you've got all these incredibly powerful ingredients that stand alone on their own, right? Very well, and 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 leave a a big impression. You know, I mean, in in all in every one of these ingredients, you've got something that leaves a big even lemon. I mean, lemon's just oh, tart yeah. and sweet, and it's you know it makes your mouth pucker and all that. I mean, so every everything we've talked about here has a a very distinctive, you know, characteristic to it. Somehow, when you bring together all of these things, it's so weird that the cocktail itself is nuanced and delicate. Yeah. And I don't know how that happened. Yeah. I, I don't I don't know is, how that is, happened. Is New Orleans voodoo magic? It might be. <laughs> <laughs> but but there there is something about bringing together all these very in some ways it's robust and in a lot of ways it's just distinctive. These yeah. are all very distinctive, very aggressive, I guess, flavors that really are pretty over the top. And, yeah. then, and then when you combine them in this, in this, these proportions we've discussed, they, they become a delicate nuanced cocktail mm-hmm. that, I, that I think it, when sir, we were drinking this up here, so it's been in a chilled glass and it's right. shaken with some ice and then strained. And then, you know, and so this, this is a, it's a delicious cocktail. It's very nuanced. It is so sippable and every, it's almost like pipe tobacco in the sense, which a good pipe tobacco, if it's blended and, and, you know, nuanced, uh, like, like a good one is every puff has a little something different, hmm. you know, every hmm. single puff okay. as okay. you're yeah. smoking the pipe, yeah. every puff as you're going through the bowl just has that, ha, has a little 
bit of a twist to it. It has a distinctive uh, note that, you know, if it's a, a well-blended pipe tobacco with, you're going to get these wispy notes of different tastes throughout the whole bowl. And, and I feel like the cocktail goes, is is that way. Oh, and yeah, so yeah. because the Sazerac is so nuanced, I keep coming back to that word, but it's got a lot, there's a lot going on. And throughout the whole experience, you're just really trying to focus on the flavor of the cocktail. This was hard. This was this was really hard to pair with any pipe tobacco because you almost don't want to mess with it, you know. But but if the goal is to sit down and smoke a pipe with this very prestigious cocktail that has such a uh, you know such a history and such a element of mystery and everything else to it, we've uh, we've got it. We've got to do our best. So what I did is I I came up with a tobacco that is as light and delicate as possible as really? to not interfere really yeah I, I i i could have gone a lot of ways with this obviously we think about you know trying to to meet the delicacy of it with power right we think about trying to augment the you know the bite with maybe some sweetness or uh some some creaminess i went in a very unassuming, just simple direction where I wanted something that allows you to smoke your pipe while enjoying the flavor of the Sazerac. Wild. The, okay, sa- the Sazerac right. maintains center stage interesting. With, with this. I and would have not done that myself, that, yeah. but that's interesting. It, it, what, it's you, fascinating because I just don't want to mess with the Sazerac, and so, and I, but I, we do need to complement it to some degree. So I picked a Black Cavendish. I ah. picked uh, one that is on the market. It is Green River Vanilla, and it is from Cornell and Deal. Interesting. Okay. Green River Vanilla, uh, this is, uh, Burley from the Green River Valley is known to produce well, it's a, it's a burley that is cavendished easily and absorbs flavors very easily. So it's it's kind of known to be the the best burley to use for a for a good cavendish. It does uh, have a creaminess that you know the the sazerac it it has it has a silkiness that's there. It kind of coats your tongue and is a little fleeting, probably due to the acidity of the the lemon. There's no telling kind of what goes into that, but but there's kind of a silkiness there, and we're bringing up the kind of creamy tongue coating flavor a little bit with the Screen River Vanilla. Uh, it's mellow, it's semi sweet, it's very tame. This is something that if puffed, you know, it just as a normal pipe tobacco, it it's going to be kind to your mouth. It's going to be easy and silky smooth, and um and has a room note that's just creamy vanilla delicious it's just really uh, okay. pleasant for uh for the smoker and for and for your your companions so yeah you know i, I went that direction I, I i thought about doing something that would be more pronounced uh but I, I thought you know let's let's let let's let the zazerac have the show of this one so, okay yeah all right, fair enough. I I I was thinking like Bowser's Castle. Like I was thinking, <laughs> but big, bold, and beautiful. No, I I was really do. I really did. I was thinking like, man, you've got. Yeah. I feel like you have to smoke something. I you know very substantial. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That yeah. kind of almost like like over overpowers the, the yeah. cocktail to some extent and kind of like does battle with it. To like I didn't want I didn't want it to duke it out. I the Sazerac is so delicate it really is it's so funny you talk about a rye whiskey cocktail with brandy in it and all this other stuff and it and and you think of it as being kind of this uh you know dancing on your tongue and it's um yeah it just it it needs to continue to shine and you want to appreciate the incredibly nuanced flavors of it and i think the uh i think the green river cavendish uh i think it does it well i think it pairs well all right well hey no it's as always man like you 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 are the palate king (laughs) 
<laughs> I am the palate king. You are the, the king of the palate. So when it comes to uh, what pairs well, I, I trust your judgment. I, yeah, I, I'm just, I'm still a little in shock. I thought you'd go in a completely different direction. Well, your mileage may vary. Even after all these years, you still surprise me. Yeah. And you, you know what else is still surprising me? <laughs> what? The good folks at Missouri Meerschaum. Hey, I don't know why they're surprising you because they are so consistent. This is true. <laughs> Nothing but consistent quality. But at the same time, man, they are always coming out with some new pipe shapes. Uh, they've got like, you know, a, 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 you look at a you look at a thing of corn and you're thinking, how innovative can you be? Well, head over to the good folks at Missouri Meerschaum and see what they have done with their corn cob pipes. And beyond that, man, they've got some amazing clay pipes now as well. Like you know, they're constantly changing the game on a like historic and on a history product in a history country. You don't talk about the cocktail and its legacy in America. An American classic is a Sazerac. I get I, I, I say to you. <laughs> I say to you, this is the point in the show where they realize you pregame. Yeah, I, <laughs> <laughs> I've just well, you know, this what is it? Uh, uh, in in vito veritas, in, in vito veritas, out of out of wine comes truth. Now he's speaking in tongues. <laughs> I love Missouri Mearsham, and I'm not I'm not ashamed to say it here. And and uh, you know, fortunately, Missouri Mearsham loves us too. That's so true. Yes, every time you smoke one of their pipes, uh, whether it's one of their newer. Uh, exciting ones like the Diamond Dagner Poker Corn Cob Pipe, or if it's one of their classics like the Country Gentleman, uh, man, they would love to send you one, and you'll know it'll smoke great from the very first puff. So uh, check them out. You can go to corncobpipe.com and uh, order one. They're all very reasonably priced, and they'll send them right to your front door. And special thanks to our good friends at Missouri Mission for sponsoring this show. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Quick, quick fire, fire with, with the squire. squire. Quick fire, Chris Jones. Ow! All right, 
right, man. Jeremy Dukes. The ring crafter. The, yeah. The Lord of the Rings uh, writes him with this one. <laughs> uh, these are our quick fire questions from Jeremy. Here is what he's got. Are you ready, sir? Yeah. Watching the sun rise or watching the sun set? Sunset. Because it's at night. I know. You, <laughs> and not at five in the morning. This is well documented, but you are not a morning person. I'm not. No. No. I, I'm, a, I'm a sunrise kind of guy. I mean, I like a sunset just fine. If I'm on the beach, I want a sunset, but I don't know. This morning I woke up and I went over to uh, Croissant d'Or and I got us some croissants. So good. Yeah. And like the sun was coming up over the city and it was just really beautiful. And I was mildly hungover. It was, it was so, it was great. <laughs> it was beautiful. It was absolutely beautiful. So I'm going to say sunrise on the porch or in the den. Hmm. I, you know, I think porch. Yeah. I, I, my pipe smoking is more prolific on the porch. In your new house, I don't have as much of a porch. I was about to say that's yeah. that's a that's you know that's something that I really do miss about our older house is that we had a just a stellar porch. And on our right. new house, it's a beautiful house. We love it and are very very happy there. But yeah, that outdoor space is not quite as uh, <laughs> it's it's not quite as impressive. So, um, but we do have an outdoor patio and 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 porch that are right. both uh that are both nice so anyway yeah i'd probably say that i just realized like you you have lived in two of the most bellhaveniest bellhaven houses ever a craftsman style bungalow yeah built in 1930 with like like the the god's gift to porches right it was amazing and now a uh 1927 Tudor revival in the Cotswold tradition, which which like has a couple of add-ons to it, right? Like like yeah. some of the house, like some of the rooms that weren't rooms are rooms now are now rooms. That's yeah. in the attic and on the back of the house. So it's just very Bellhaven. It's very unique. Yeah. <laughs> no, there, there's a like the, this. You know, we've mentioned this before, but um, for a while we were both living in the same neighborhood with all of these kind of old houses. Yeah. And. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I was just thinking about the fact like, oh yeah, you're not in the old house anymore. And then you're in the new house, but it's still an old house and it's Bellhaven house. So it's got the tacked on stuff. I'm like, man, that's yeah. Yeah. It's even more appropriate. Yeah, exactly. Our new house is actually older than our old house. (laughs) (laughs) And if that's not the most Bellhaven thing I've ever heard. Right. (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly right. All right. Finally from Jeremy says uh, sweet aromatic or grassy Virginia Perique. Grassy Virginia Perique. I love a sweet aromatic, but you know, when I want to smoke real pipe tobacco and get my work done during the day. Like, yeah, Virginia Prairie. And I'd be more of a sweet aromatic. But let me ask you this. If I was, if I wanted to be a Virginia guy. Yeah. What would you suggest is like. The gateway. For for, for an aromatic smoker specifically. Yeah. Mm, yeah and I mean, like I like English fine, just fine. But I mean, like what, what if I wanted to be a Virginia guy, what would I go? Like, what would I pick up first? You know, for some reason, I want to tell you Samuel Gay with Golden Glow. Okay. I, for some reason, I want to tell you that, and I, there, there's a there's a softness to it that's very approachable. I do have like I've I've smoked several different Sam Gaywitz. I don't think I've smoked that one though. Yeah, that you know they're kind of hard to get now. Somebody yeah. we say that constantly about different pipe tobaccos because <laughs> well, it's what, well, what is easy part, to part of the exactly part of that is to, what the, that's good is easy to get. Part, part of that is the tobacco in, in certain things are just in high demand, but but then part of it's right. supply chain issues, which yeah. the whole world is just falling apart right now. Yeah. So Golden Glow is uh, it's a very approachable Virginia. It's got a nice softness to it while still maintaining some of that bright leaf kind of punch and fun springiness and uh, natural sugar and all that. So, so yeah, I might, I might point you in that direction if you can find it. I'll try it out. That's good. That's good. Jeremy, thanks so much for these quick fire questions. And Hey, if you've got some quick fire questions for the show, you can send them into us show at countrysquireradio.com. Again, that is show at countrysquireradio.com. 
your thoughts, your comments, listener feedback. Listener feedback. You hate it when I do that. No, it's fine. Uh, listener feedback. This one's coming in from Dave Ray. Dave writes in, he says, I started listening to your podcast last year. I'm a critical care nurse and was getting desperate for spiritual nourishment. Not that you guys should be considered an act of desperation. <laughs> or, or if I may add, Dave, we should not be considered spiritual nourishment either. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Bo speaks the truth. Yeah, uh, says, your show helped me feel better and has continued to entertain as well as educate. Uh, yours is the only podcast I listen to. You'll be happy to know that my wife even prefers you to NPR over long uh, car trips. That's terrifying. When I get control of the radio, I've, I very much appreciate the work you are doing. Thank you. And again, that is Dave Ray. Well, Dave, this is Bo York filling in for Michelle Norris filling in for... <laughs> <laughs> All the other people that Ter- work at uh, Terry Gross, Terry Gross, and, um, yep. the Maiden Swallow uh, from South Indonesia travels thirty-seven miles on the wind, and um, I'm not going to stop you this time. <laughs> I'm just going to let you keep going. I'm going to let you keep going, and it's going to be ridiculous. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> I do. I, I think I, we, we could pull off. An you in, did well. I think so. I was a, that was well. NPR style. You know. Um, that was that was for uh, Mrs. Ray. There you go. That was for Mrs. Ray. There you go. You got a little NPR there, <laughs> Dave. Thank you. Thank thank you so much for that. Um, and also, thank you so much, uh, man. I know that you've been going through some things as a critical care nurse over the last couple of years. You know, my wife actually works in healthcare. You know, actually, I was thinking about it. You know, so we mentioned this episode of all the episodes that we have recorded in yeah. New Orleans. This is the one that we're the most like, hey, we're in New Orleans. And part of the reason why is you can't talk about Sazerac without acknowledging the fact that you're in New Orleans, having yeah. a Sazerac and all that kind of good stuff. Um, but there, it, we feel guilty that we're here and we didn't tell anybody because the New Orleans pipe community is amazing. We've got some amazing listeners here. And uh, chief amongst them, of course, Mark VV, longtime listener of Country Squire Radio. His wife also works in healthcare. Yeah, that's and right. I remember in the early days of the pandemic when kind of sharing just the kind of the stresses of like, you know, like my wife going off to work and then she couldn't come. Like when she came home, she had like the kids couldn't, she couldn't hug the kids. She had to kind of like detox painful, and everything else. Painful. Man. And Mark shared a picture of his wife, like when, in her hazmat suit and everything mm-hmm. else. And it, it was just really, I mean, like, anyway, my point is, right, uh, uh, Dave, we obviously I don't need to tell you that it was rough. You know, you lived it. And so anyway, we appreciate you, brother. Uh, we know it's been some tough years for you, for your counterparts, and for those of you uh, out there. I mean, obviously, it's been tough for all of us, but uh, there's a uniqueness in the the kind of the front care health. The folks workers. that have been in the healthcare industry yeah. on the front line. Absolutely. Yeah, it's 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 been rough. Yeah. We, we lift our pipe to you and our, and our Cesarac. That's right. That's right. And um, <laughs> thank you for saying that we're not an act of desperation. And just once again, to reiterate, we here at Country Squire Radio are not a, a source of spiritual nourishment. Are also not good spiritual yeah, students. No, we, yeah. we would not. Yeah. We would not qualify. <laughs> However, good sp- nourishment of the spirits. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, no, it's square select. That no, works. That's right. Wait, we're, we're, uh, yeah, no, we're, we're, it's, it's delicious. It's delicious. It's so good. All right, man. So Sazerac, uh, this is your first time really kind of diving into the Sazerac. Yeah, that's right. Uh, what did you think overall? I really enjoy it. Yeah. I really, really like it. Yeah. It's a, um, it, it, it's a, it's a fun, very sippable cocktail. It's a little complex to put together if you're, uh, like me and just don't really drink or create, create a whole lot of cocktails at home. But, um, but it's one of those that I think you'll really enjoy if you, uh, if you got the access to the goods. I'll so. tell you what. 
it, man. It's something worth uh, going a little premium on for both your your rye. And if you make it my way with your cognac as well, yeah. it'll reward you. It is a great cocktail. I just, I think it's great. It's got um, ties. I mean, obviously it's got its origin in New Orleans, which just means something special to me. And uh, I always uh, you know, sip it, think about my my family uh, ties to the city. And uh, and just beyond that, it's just a delicious cocktail. It's tasty. So, and yep. now we know what to smoke with it as well. That's right. Lane Art, what was it again? Uh, Lane. Oh, well, for the Sazerac Rye. For the Sazerac Rye, uh, it's uh, RLP6. RLP6. And uh, and for the cocktail, Green Bowser's River Castle. Vanilla. Excellent. Right. Okay, good deal. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Anyway, uh, that's our thoughts, but we want to hear from you. Be sure to uh, write into the show, uh, show at countrysquireradio.com. You can follow us throughout the week. John David is at John David Cole. The shop is at underscore Country Squire. And of course, the show is at Squire Radio, but all that and more can be found at countrysquireradio.com. All right. Dude, I had fun. Always. It's always fun, man. But yeah. This is, this, is, this is great. It's tasty and it's boozy and and, and, and cognac-y and rye and bittery. And All the goods. It's great. It's got the good stuff, man. <laughs> All right. Let's, uh, let's go have a night. See you, brother. Yeah. credit card bill as humans we're naturally driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed when i was looking to hire someone it was so slow and overwhelming i wish i had used indeed if you need to hire you need indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast ditch the busy work use indeed for scheduling screening and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster and indeed doesn't just help you hire faster 93 percent of employers agree indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.